Real estate agents, we suck at marketing and we need to get better. In this episode, we're going to show you exactly how you can get better. Welcome back to another episode of All or Nothing in Real Estate. I'm your host, Matt Smith, founder of All or Nothing in Real Estate. This podcast is a movement to give back to the industry that has given so much to me and my family. Today, we have a very, very, very special episode. I'm super excited about this. I'm going to start with, here's, here's marketing on demonstration. If you're an agent listening, here's your hook. Real estate agents, we suck at marketing and we need to get better. In this episode, we're going to show you exactly how you can get better. So we're going to break down an absolute masterclass on how to present, how to market, how to develop an offer, how to create leads from Alex Hormozzi. His book launch literally was a masterclass on how to do all of those things. And we are going to do our best to break it down on how you can not only implement in your life, but more importantly, in real estate. So with me, I have the brilliant Jenna Swift, who is a marketing genius in our organization. And um, we're going to break down the masterclass and how we can apply in real estate. So Jenna, welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. So Jenna, um, let's kind of go over some of the things, some of the big takeaways and let's, let's future pace for everyone. Let's let them know what we're going to cover. What are some of the biggest takeaways we had? Uh, by the way, this is going to be a two or three part because there's so much and we want to go very tactical with you guys so you can implement this in your business, have an understanding of how, what we're going to do, and also maybe give you guys some ideas that you can implement first. So Jenna, we literally only watched the first 20, 25 minutes mm -hmm. of it and we had to stop because we were like an hour and a half in because yeah. we stopped and talked so much. Yeah, we stopped every probably two minutes to yeah. talk about what he was talking about and how we can apply it. Yeah. So um, with that being said, we're going to give you an inside the in, inside the scenes no behind the scenes yeah behind the scenes behind the scenes look of kind of discussions that we had and ways that we're going to implement this in our real estate business and and hopefully you can too one of the one of the big take takeaways that i had was number one every business follows a three-step framework mm -hmm. every single business and it is so relevant for real estate so we're going to break down that three-step framework that every business follows and how real estate agents have it backwards Real estate agents, if you just invert the process that you're usually doing, I promise you, you will have way better leads, way more leads, easier conversion rates and higher conversion rates. And I know which always leads to more closings, which we all want. Right. Yeah. Um, so we're going to break down that process. And then he also broke down on how to create an amazing offer which we're going to talk about, but how to create that offer into creating more leads. Mm -hmm. And I think real estate agents, we all want more leads, especially in this marketplace. And so we're going to cover a four-step framework of different ways you can create leads, you can convert leads, et cetera. Um, is there anything else that really stood out to you, Jenna? And the big thing, you know, you kind of hit the nail on the head with real estate agents, you know, we, I think about the quote, the jack of all trades and master of none. Mm. Real estate agents, you're great at selling real estate. There are people out there who are experts in marketing and we can have so much to learn from them and let them to help them, have them help us uh, to create those marketing plans. So you don't have to do it all by yourself. You don't have to fight that battle alone. There are people out there who could help you. That is so true. I mean, as an example, most people, real estate teams, when I started a team, like it was just a like, oh, that's never going to work. Um, and now it's just normal, right? There's teams are the most common thing in real estate. And it's because of just that it's leverage. It allows you to focus on what you're good at. And so as an example, I truly believe real estate agents, I love all of you, but most of you, most of us suck at marketing. It's just not our expertise. We're just not good at it. 
what if we could take a master class from someone with Alex Hormozzi's um, brilliance and implement that to create a better offer in marketing, which ultimately creates more leads, more hand raisers, and more closings for our business. So um, if marketing is something you feel like you want to improve or you can improve, which let's be honest, all of us can, this is going to be valuable for you. Absolutely. So Jenna, let's start with the three-step framework that every business has. The first is, and again, real estate, so we have it backwards. So this is the framework that Alex Ramosi broke down. Mm -hmm. Number one, you have to have an offer. You have something, a product or a service that you offer to the client, consumer, public, et cetera. You have an offer. That's number one. Number two is you have to create leads for that offer. Mm -hmm. So you have to create hand raisers, create people that are interested in your product or your service. And number three is you have sales. You have to sell to those leads that offer that product, that service. Mm -hmm. Sounds very, very simple. Everyone would agree. Every single business that's ever been invented follows that framework. Offer, leads, sales. Yep. You're selling something or you don't have a business. Real estate agents, how do we have it backwards? What do we focus on first? Focus on the sales. Mm -hmm. How do we have more closings? That's where we start at the end, which I get it. Without closings, you don't have money, right? So that's why we start there. I totally understand it. But I want to challenge you to think differently. And what if we inverted this? So as an example here, let me take you through um, a little bit of how my brain processed this. If we're focused on the closings and we're a real estate agent, we're struggling, we don't have enough closings, what do we need more of? We need more leads, right? That's where we focus. Well, I need more leads. And how many real estate agents have you heard say, well, these leads suck? Well, this lead didn't answer the phone. This lead didn't convert. They don't want to buy. What if instead of focusing on sales first, lead second, and probably most agents not even having an offer, what if we focus on the offer first? Mm -hmm. As an example, if I were to ask you as a real estate agent right now, you're in an elevator with a seller that is a whatever your market. It's a luxury property that says, you know what? You're a real estate agent. I want to sell. I want to sell my house. You have 30 seconds till I get to my floor. Why should I use you? What would you say? I challenge you. Let's have awkward silence. What would you say? Think about it. Process. And realize how much you would fumble all over your words. You would not know what to say because we don't have an elevator pitch. I truly believe it's because we have not processed and this is new to me. So I was one of those. Now we have offers. We have irresistible offers that we've created. We have unique selling propositions. We have things that make us stand out. Used to, if you asked me that question and I'm be willing, if some of you went through and played this exercise with me, you would say things like, well, I'm honest. I work hard. I have integrity. I have sold, I have a proven track record. I've sold a lot of property, right? Any of those things. As a matter of fact, I did this at a mastermind I was at in Phoenix um, just this week. And those were the offers that I got. Or those were the answers that I got to the, what do you have to offer, right? And it was interesting. At the third mastermind that I was a part of, someone answered differently. And someone gave me, everyone else said all those things. They said, awesome. I kept fishing for more. And one lady stood up and said, I can't remember what it was, but it was an offer of some sort that made mm -hmm. her stand out. It was like, well, if I don't sell your house in this amount of days, this happens. I'm like, how many homes do you sell per year? She's like, well, um, this year, this year we've sold, I don't know what it was, a couple hundred. I said, awesome. Who else in this room has sold over a couple hundred houses in a year? No one raised their hand. I said, do you know why she sells a couple hundred and you don't? She focuses on her offer. Mm -hmm. 
the only time I've asked that question, literally that's a goosebump moment because there, there's the only time that I've asked that question and got that answer is from people that perform at a very, very high level because they understand the importance of the offer. Too many times we focus on the leads, we focus on the sales, and we don't focus on what we have to offer them. Think about it. If our offer stands out and people, if we have an honest answer that we truly believe in above and beyond, we're honest, mm-hmm. we have integrity, we work hard. And real estate guys, we are in a we are privileged to be able to help people with the biggest purchase or sale of their life every single day. You should be honest. You should act with integrity. You should work hard. You should sell real estate. Those should be the baseline. If you don't have those things, you shouldn't be in the damn business. Yeah, that's what your clients deserve at the end that's of right. the day. That's right. Yeah. But we use that as that puts us on a pedestal. That makes us stand out. Maybe it does. But that's what the client should expect. Mm-hmm. And so we have to we have to exceed their expectations. So those should be the baseline regardless. Now, what if we can build an offer on top of that and make you stand out? If we had an offer above and beyond that, if you had an offer above and beyond that, that was a great elevator pitch that was, as an example, this is from Alex Hermosi. What makes a good offer? Jenna, do you remember his quote? Hmm. Create an offer so good. Oh, people... uh Oh man, create an offer so good people people feel stupid to not uh, work with you or buy from you. Yep, create an offer so good people feel stupid saying no. Mm-hmm. How many times in sales do we try to convince people to say yes? We're playing the wrong game. You know what people at the elite levels game they're playing? They're creating an offer so good people feel stupid saying no. We're not trying to convince people to say yes. Mm-hmm. Our offer is so damn good that they feel stupid to say no to it. Yeah. But it has to be bold. It has to make, it has to have, here's what makes a good offer. Number one, it has to be irresistible. They have to feel stupid saying no. Number two, it has to have risk reversal. What is the perceived risk of the client, of the seller, of the buyer, of the community, of the product, of the service that you sell? There's always risk involved. Mm-hmm. What if you could re- create an offer that reverses that risk and puts that risk on you as the business? And I know I will have skeptics that say, well, Matt, that's I, I just not in a place in my business where I can do that. Then get out of the damn business or join someone that can. Your client freaking deserves it. So you have to have, why are you putting the risk on them? Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make any sense, right? Like if they have a concern, our job as entrepreneurs, as business owners, as real estate agents, as salespeople is to solve their problem. So quit saying, well, that's their problem and that's their problem. No, it's our job to solve their problems. So reverse that risk. Yeah, I mean, you're thinking about the objections you're going to hear, yes. right? You're thinking about, okay, if I say, hey, um, I want you to buy a home from me, and they say, okay, well, I want to, but interest rates, or I mm-hmm. want to, but this. Think about those buts, those and buts, and then build your offers around I love around yeah buts, those, right? Yeah buts, yeah. Build those around it, because that's what's going to give, I mean, it gives them no option but to say, you're like, well, I've thought of that. I've thought of the interest rate thing. What about this two one buy down program that we have with one of our trusted lenders? Yep. You know, you're thinking about things in advance. Well, I think that's so like um, one of the things that and I spoke on this a little bit. Uh, I wish I would have listened to Hermosi before I presented this in Calgary, because um, the next time I present, it'll be way better because it was just, again, a master class. I learned so much. Um, but one of the things I talked about was what if you actually recorded every objection that you got and you had a, instead of guessing what the consumer was saying, what if you kept record 
mm-hmm. of every time you had a valid conversation, a two-way conversation with a buyer or seller, and they did not buy, sell, or, or agree to an appointment. Mm-hmm. Quit trying to overcomplicate objections. What was the reason they didn't say yes? Now, what if you have a common theme that you have a, you do that for three months and you have a list of a hundred things. Mm-hmm. I'd be willing to bet there's three, three, three to five of those that stand out that is common among most of them. What if you could solve those problems in advance? What if you could re- reverse that risk and you could educate, you could inform, you could provide a solution to whatever that objection or that problem is? Yeah. You solve that problem for all those people. Mm-hmm. We overcomplicate it, right? Well, what is our offer? And it's going to, it sounds too salesy. It sounds too this. I'm not saying your offer has to be something that sounds like a fly by night company. Like I honestly, personally, I can't fucking stand those. I can't stand it. We have, um, I'm probably going to catch the meat for saying this, but fuck it. It's how I feel. It's my podcast. If you don't like it, don't listen. <laughs> but there are, there are companies that I know of that have advertised. If I don't sell your home, I will buy it that have bought zero freaking companies they've advertised for 10 years. Mm-hmm. That's gotchas to the consumer. That that eliminates trust. And that's what most people think an offer has to be. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of business owners, and I hope this speaks to you. If you're listening to this, you have integrity and you don't want to go down that path, that's not what I'm asking you to do. You can create offers of things that you actually already do for the consumer, and you can create a package around it to just educate and inform and communicate that package Put a nice little bow on it so they know that you offer that package. There are things that we do each and every day in this business that the consumer doesn't fully understand because they're not in the business. Mm-hmm. Here's a real life example. If you're struggling right now and you, you're like, I need an offer, what should be an offer? Let me give you an easy one. Most people would agree. Let's say that someone wants to sell their house with you and they want to sell their home and it's because they have a job opportunity in another state. Right. We've all had that happen. Mm -hmm. Well, they list the home with you. Two weeks later, something happens. The job falls through and they call you and they say, hey, Jenna, um, I appreciate you putting the house on the market. Unfortunately, I got some bad news. We're no longer moving the job. Something happened with the job. We're not moving. So we need to take our house off the market. Most real estate agents say no problem. Completely understand. I'll come by to get my sign. Let me know if I can do anything to help. Right. Mm -hmm. Most people just cancel that agreement. No questions asked. Mm -hmm. Life happens. We don't want to hold people hostage. Now, if you're one of the people that hold them hostage, I'm probably not the guy you should follow because I like people with integrity. Mm-hmm. But, um, God, I hate it when I just go too far. Sorry. Uh, but <laughs> the, it's it's real. It's how I feel, right? If you're not willing to let someone out of the contract, like here's questions I've got when I've presented that to people. is like, well, don't you charge them a cancellation fee? Nope. I don't, I don't believe in it. I, I don't want to work with people who don't want to work with me. Mm-hmm. And life happens to all of us. So, yes, did I have money invested in the photos? Yep. That have time invested in meeting with them. Yep. That have time invested and money invested in showing the property, doing whatever it may have happened. Absolutely. I did, but their life changed. They're going through enough because the job offer just canceled. I don't need to add to that stress to them. Right. I want to help them. Now what positive word of mouth if I stand out and I'm like, you know what? I completely understand Jenna. I'm so sorry. The job offer fell through. Um, is there anything that I can do for you? And just be above and beyond service. Mm-hmm. Not about how am I going to get reimbursed? How many referrals is that person going to send me? Mm-hmm. Because I stand out because I care. Right. And so I believe in playing the long game. Anyway, off of my high horse on integrity. Um, most people act that way. Right. Most people understand that. And so if you are in alignment with that, what if you could advertise something and call it a cancellation guarantee? 
I don't believe in contracts. I believe in accountability. And mm-hmm. at any time I'm not holding up my end of the bargain, we can cancel our agreement at any, any time. Most people offer that. Mm-hmm. That scenario, most people would do that. But do you have you created a package around that? Are you advertising around that? Are your agents, are you, are you talking to clients about that that makes you stand out? Because that reverses the risk of how many people have we talked to I talk to agents all the time still. It used to be way worse before I got in the, in the business. But I talk to agents all the time that talk to other sellers that said, well, I don't want to sign a contract because I don't want to be trapped. I don't want to trap people. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to reverse that risk. I'm going to hold myself accountable. Yeah. And at any time you're not happy, you can cancel. Wow, that's crazy. You're reversing the risk. You're putting it all on yourself. I need to freaking deliver. Yeah. And if I don't deliver... Or let's say that we're not a good personality fit. Me and Jenna's the seller and me and her just don't get along. Do I want to work with someone I don't get along with? I don't want to. Mm-hmm. And so I just think it makes so much sense. But it, that's an example of how you can think about all of this risk, all of these things that are objections that clients have and how you can create a package out of it, create an offer out of that to create more hand raisers and higher quality leads. Yeah, I think with the thinking about the objections and then also I think what you're talking about is um, stop assuming, stop yes. assuming your clients know those things because, because I think when you're somebody with integrity, you are assuming that everyone else does the same thing. You have to stop assuming those things and you have to start seeing that as a unique thing about yourself and promote it. Like that's a unique thing mm-hmm. to you. It feels like, well, of course I do that. Everyone does yes. that. That's a big deal. Your clients don't know that though. Like you said, they're not in the business every day. You are, it's our responsibility to share with them why you're different, why you're unique. So good. I agree with you and I disagree. I agree with everything you said, except for you said you shouldn't assume. I think you should assume. Mm. I think you should assume that nobody knows anything. Mm. Treat them all like they don't know. As an example, I was talking to my good friend, John Cheplak, about this masterclass. And he said what really stood out to him was that he spoke to everyone at the same time. And he broke things down on a second grade level. Mm-hmm. How many times do we talk over our audience? Um, my good buddy Preston Guyton made a post on this this morning. Um, and he said the end, how he ended his post was sometimes you don't understand how much knowledge you have and how it can impact others was like the frame of the message. And he ended it with because sometimes your average is excellence to someone else. Because we are in it every single day. As an example, in real estate, we have the ability of being in this business each and every day. And so what is average to us, a consumer may not understand that at the level that they should. Mm-hmm. And so it's our job to break it down so that they can understand it. Um, so I talked about risk reversal. There's another key component of an offer before I go too far. And that is perceived value. So what are the important components of an offer? Number one, risk reversal. Put the risk on yourself, not mm-hmm. on the client. Number two, you ha- the perceived value has to be through the roof. The value they feel or they perceive is way more important than the value you provide. Let me say that again. The value they perceive is way more important than the value you provide. How they interpret what your value is is way more important than the value itself. And so make sure that you articulate that value. It goes back to one of my favorite quotes. Value unarticulated is value unappreciated. If you want them to appreciate and understand the value, you have to articulate it in a, in a way, in a fashion that they actually understand it and they perceive it as a high value item. Mm-hmm. It's so important. So it goes back to don't talk over your audience. Talk with your audience, not over them. Yeah. 
And so it doesn't have to have fancy words. It doesn't, none of that, just position it and package it to where people understand it and they understand how it solves a problem for themselves. Yeah. Break it down and then break it down again and then walk away from it and then come back to it and break it down further. (laughs) Like, I mean, just continue. That's something that is just astounding to me with Alex Hormozzi and how it's how simple (laughs) I mean, anybody can understand it. You do not have to have a degree in marketing. You do not have to have this high level intellect to understand what he's saying. He meets you right where you're at. So very well said. And I think a lot of us can learn that in real estate. So as an example, myself, here's what I took away from that is sometimes I struggle. How does my message, how do I deliver it to the masses? I need to talk to first-time home buyers. I need to talk to investors. I need to talk to people that have sold 10 homes. I need to talk to someone that's never sold a house before. How do I do that? Well, if you go back and watch Alex Hormozzi's, he talked to someone that's making their first business. Mm-hmm. Someone that's going to make their first 10000 a month. Someone's going to make their first 100000 a month. Someone's going to make their first million a month. Mm-hmm. He had all of those audiences. Over half a million people were present and nobody left. Mm-hmm. There is a way to do it, but it starts with keeping it simple. And don't talk over those people. A lot of people may say, well, if you're talking to the business owner that just started, you're going to lose the people trying to get a million a month. Not the way that he did it and demonstrated it. Mm -hmm. Check out his modeling and duplicate it. There's a lot of lessons to learn there. But I think it's so important that we keep it simple. Yeah. I mean, he even identified his audience right off the bat. Like he said, I'm talking to two people, people who want me to put their oxygen oxygen masks on themselves Mm -hmm. and people who are ready to pay it forward. Like right off the bat, he's like, I'm identifying exactly who I'm speaking to because every single person, there were probably, I think 200,000 people on that live. 500,000. 500,000. All of those people fit into those two buckets, either one or the other. Every single person did. Like you said, either the person looking to make hope, fingers crossed for their first hundred dollars, all the way to the people who are like ready to make a hundred thousand dollars, hundred million dollars. You fit in one of those two buckets. He nailed it right off the bat. Yeah. Um, So I want to finish with this is that the offer um, on the offer stuff and we'll go to the leads Mm -hmm. is the offer has to be strong. If the offer is strong, it makes the leads easier. You create more leads and they're higher intent leads. Mm -hmm. Like if I were to ask real estate agents, if I were to pose and frame a question, would you like, would you like raise your hand if you want higher quality leads, leads that are ready to transact sooner? Everyone would raise their hand. Mm -hmm. Raise your hand if you want more of those leads. Everyone raise their hands. You have to focus on your offer and how you demonstrate the value you bring. It creates both of those. Yeah. Um, I mean, as an example, his offer if you, I believe in the law of reciprocity. Go look at Alex Hormozzi over the last four years. He has blown up. And you know what he sold over the last four years? He sold one thing. It was a book for $1.99. Yeah. Talk about giving and giving and giving and giving. And if you're watching this and you're a lifelong learner like myself, this is not the first time you've heard of Alex Hormozzi. You've taken something from him. By the way, all these Instagram reels and all these edits that you see, how many ads, if you're a marketer, have you seen that say, hey, I'll edit your ads Hormozy style? He laid the framework for mm-hmm. it, and he's deposited and deposited and deposited and deposited, and that's why 500,000 people showed up and broke the internet for his book launch. Mm-hmm. It's because his offer was so good. All right. I think we nailed the offer. Yeah, I think so. All right. So the importance of an offer. Now let's go to the next part. Leads. Mm-hmm. How do you use that offer to create leads? How did Alex Hermosa use that offer to create 500,000 leads that showed up and stayed for an hour and a half? When's the last time any of you stayed and didn't leave for an hour and a half Zoom? Didn't leave early? 
right? <laughs> we all we live in a busy world. 500,000 people stayed on for an hour and a half mm -hmm. because it was such a masterclass, because of the reciprocity, because of the deposits that he's done. Not only did it create all these hand raisers, but those hand raisers were ready to buy his product. I was talking to John Cheplak, and he's, he literally said, I wish he would have sold me sooner. I got my credit card out 15 minutes in and said, all right, what's he selling? <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm buying. I don't care what it costs, what it is, I'm buying it. Because of that, imagine if your buyers and sellers acted that way. Mm -hmm. You deposited so much value into their lives that they felt obligated and they had their checkbook out and being like, oh, you only charge 7%? Why not 10? Can you, can you apply that much value to your database? I think that you can, but your offer has to stand out. You mm -hmm. have to be better. Um, so let's talk about leads. Jenna, um, we talked about there's four ways to create leads, mm -hmm. right? We use this in our business, but I think he broke it down masterfully. Would you like yeah. to talk about those four things? Yeah, he simplified it like he does everything, ultra simplified. So there's the warm outreach. That's the one-to-one, -one, which is people you know. So that looks like um, you're reaching out via email. Your sphere of influence would be a great one for that. Uh, voicemails, physical mails. He even says um, it could even be carrier pigeons, <laughs> whatever you need it to be. Um, but that's what that one looks like. Um there's also social outreach, which is one to many. That's the people that you know. So that's looking like posting on social media, um, your organic social media posts, your reels, your videos, your all of that kind of stuff, posting high value content um, and using that framework, that hook, retain, reward framework. And then the next one is that one. Say that again. What's that framework? Hook, retain, reward. You guys should write that down. Every marketing piece needs to go around those three things. Yes. And I've heard so many marketing people talk about this framework. And usually there's like six elements to it. So the fact that he, again, simplifies it down to three. Hook, retain, reward. It's simple. It's easy to remember. Let us let me jump in there before you get to the other two. How many people, including ourselves, we had a long discussion internally about this exact framework. We got the hook. We understand. Mm -hmm. The retention is something we're always working on and we're at least aware of. But how many times do we, when I say we, those listening as well, how many times do we do the hook? We try to retain them. And at the end, the last thing we do is we have an ask. Mm -hmm. We ask them for something versus rewarding them with something. We need to flip that. Yeah. Quit asking for things and reward them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, whatever you're asking them is going to bring value to them. Hopefully that's yep. what the purpose is. So reward them with it. Yep, yeah. 100%. The next one would be running paid ads. So that's one to many, and there are people that you don't know. Um, so this would be all of your paid advertising, Facebook, TikTok, Google pay-per-click. There's so many different advertising routes you can take. Um, but there is one thing he said that I loved um, because I'm sure if you're on here, if you've looked at anything marketing, you've been targeted with a million gazillion <laughs> ads and every single person is telling you how complicated advertising is. Yep. It's so difficult and that's why you should hire me. And Alex Hermosi was just point blank said that ads sound complicated because they're not understanding them well enough that it's not that complicated because they don't understand it. That's why they're yes. making it sound that way. It's either that they don't understand it fully or they're trying to sell you something and they mm -hmm. need to sound complicated to sell you something. Exactly. But it's, it, it can be done yourself and he breaks it down in a way that you can yes. do it yourself. Yep. Um, it's totally possible for you. And then the last one is that cold outreach, which is one-to-one -one strangers. So that's yep. your cold calling, your door knocking, stuff like that. So to break that back down, there's four ways. What are we calling it? The four ways to... Four ways to get leads. Four ways to create leads. Mm -hmm. So you have, you have four ways to do that, but you also have 
you have two different audiences. You have people that you know and mm-hmm. you have people that you don't know. So people you know and you have strangers. Mm-hmm. And so warm outreach is a one-to-one concept to people that you know. And by the way, in real estate, you do very, very little of the one-to-one to strangers. You may consider a lead a stranger. That is not cold. That is warm. Mm-hmm. You will never convince me otherwise. Why else did they raise their hand? Did they inquire about a property? That is warm. That is not cold. Now, if you're going through the yellow pages and you're calling people one by one, that's a cold list, right? That's the difference. So it's warm outreach. That's where most of our business comes from in real estate. If you're a prospecting real estate agent, which you should be, especially in today's marketplace, that's where most of it comes. So it's one-to-one to people that you know. Number two is social outreach, so social media post. Those are people that you know on your social media. This mm-hmm. is not the ads. This is just organic post. That is one-to-many. We all probably do this. We can probably do it better, but there's ways that you can demonstrate your proof of success. There's difference in posts. There's a lead post there. There's mm-hmm. also value post. And I'll be willing to bet most of you have too many lead posts and not enough value posts. Yeah. Give and give and give. And then people feel obligated to give back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then let's see. The other two are two strangers. So there's one to many and one to one to strangers. So one to many on strangers is running paid ads, um, which we can totally break down another episode and Mm -hmm. go super in depth on. Um, And then there's cold outreach. So cold outreach will be actual cold calling, door knocking, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, But those are the four ways that you create leads. And what I loved about this class is that he broke down each of those and said, I used each of these. And how many of you were here because of this? How many are here because of that? How many are here? And he broke down how many people were there because of each of these that he actually demonstrated and modeled to get 500,000 people there. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, we're out of time. There will be more on this. Just remember, we have it backwards. Real estate agents, we suck at marketing, and we got to get better. So if you're focused on sales, which you should be, you need to make sales. You also need to focus on, yes, leads. But if you want to create higher quality leads and more leads, which are easier to convert to sales, you have to know your offer. So it starts with the offer. What makes you stand out? Why should someone use you? Guys, thank you so much for listening. Jenna, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Truly appreciate it. And guys, if you got value from this, um, stay tuned. There will be a part two that we break down the rest of this. Um, Maybe in a part three, there's just so much value here. And I think there's a gap in marketing and real estate that we want to help you guys fill. Um, So if you found value from this, please share it with a friend. Um, Again, this is a movement to give back to the industry. So share with others so we can keep changing the industry for the better. Thanks, guys. 